This is a Pocket Universe podcast in association with William M. Gaines Agent Incorporated. EC Comics presents The Vault of Horror. <laughs> Welcome back to the Vault of Horror, kiddies. I'm trying my hand at sculpting, and for a first-timer, I'm actually doing a pretty good job at putting my lawsonous likeness into stone. <laughs> One might even say, I'm killing it. <laughs> But you didn't come to hear about my Halloween props. You came for stories from my tome of terrifying tales. We'll make sure all the doors and windows are locked. Lie back in your graves and get a good hold of your nerves, because I've got a doozy for you. Ah, here we are. I call this one Voodoo. Vengeance. <laughs> Every weekday, Charles Standish, one of Boston's favorite cable newscasters, leaves his office above the studios of Stock TV Network at precisely 5 p.m. and retreats to his palatial penthouse on Lewis Wharf where he waits for his much younger wife to return from yet another shopping spree. But this day, however, on this day he leaves early to explore a rarely visited area of Beantown. The Mabu mask. It is very fragile. Sorry, the what mask? The tribal mask. It is worn by members of the Beu tribe near the Ivory Coast during times of celebration. Good harvest, visiting, dignitaries, funerals. A funeral? Of course. A funeral is a celebration of life. <laughs> Unless you didn't like the person. In which case, I guess it really is a celebration. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever had a celebrity in my shop, Mr. Standish. I'm honored. You watch stock TV. I've watched your morning show. Does that count? Perhaps there is something specific I can help you find? Uh, my wife wants something interesting for the penthouse. Something different, she tells me. Something cultural. What kind of masks are these? Oh, now those are voodoo masks. Those you can touch, but again, be very careful. Voodoo? Oh yes. In fact, many of the items I sell are voodoo. I have books, I have grigri. I even have the knife used by the voodoo priests during the rituals. Seriously? Let me guess. 
You know all about voodoo based on what you've seen on the television? Well... Mr. Standish, in my country, voodoo is the whole of the human understanding. It is the belief in the visible and the invisible. Those worlds are intertwined. Death is a transition to the invisible world. So we feel that our predecessors are still with us to watch over and encourage us. That is voodoo. <laughs> so it's not black magic or witch doctors? Well, I didn't say that now, did I? <clears throat> no. There are those, those few who have learned how to abuse the gifts of voodoo. What, you mean like voodoo dolls? <laughs> Wait. Wait, you actually have voodoo dolls here? Why? Do you want one? Sorry. A doll that will be the exact duplicate of anyone you name. Over this doll, a spell is cast. And whatsoever happens to the doll, so shall it also happen to the person in whose likeness it is made. Such dolls have been molded and cast for those who might wish harm upon another. I'm afraid I don't have any here, Mr. Standish, but they can be made. And yes, I have the needles as well. You really believe all this crap you're saying, don't you? There are many things in this world beyond what we can see with our eyes. Where I come from, if it's not something I can see, smell, touch, or taste, then it's a load of bull. Faith is fine. Show me evidence. Mr. Standish, did you know that we have three color receptors in our eyes from which we know only red, yellow, and blue? Now, the mantis shrimp has 12 receptors. 12. What colors they can see that we will never be able to? And can you imagine all of the species of animals that we have yet to discover? Huh. There is more to life than what is in front of us. What we see, smell, touch, or taste. Wouldn't you want to explore all the possibilities? Impressive. I also watch the Discovery Channel. <laughs> and how about you? What can you see that I can't? Actually, I see many things. Like your wife is cheating on you. Excuse me? The only hmm. one who doesn't see it, or perhaps doesn't want to see it, is you. That's right. Savannah's cheating on you. How, how do you know my... that her name is... You don't believe me? Go home. He's probably there right now, since they think you're at work. You... how dare you? My wife loves me. How... how dare you? Suit yourself. You know what? This place is a hole. Voodoo is crap. And if you think I'm giving you any of my business, then you're insane. I suspect you will be giving me your business, Mr. Standish. You just don't know it yet. Goodbye. For now. <laughs> Savannah? Why you don't just divorce the old son of a bitch? I told you, I'd love to. That's 
damn thing up. Just getting tired of having to sneak around all the time. Relax, lover. What you don't know won't hurt help yourself, could you? Oh no, you just had to go home to prove me wrong. After everything I've given her, everything she could ask for, and this is how she... Mr. Standish, take a seat, for goodness sake. I know you've had two heart attacks. Now, I don't want a third one in my shop. That, that little, I, I want, I want to, to... To what? What do you want to do? To hurt her! Me. But, I mean, I still love her. But I, I can't. I, I, I won't. Mr. Standish, what do you want to do? Can you make me one of those voodoo dolls? Oh. I thought you did not believe in voodoo. You knew. You knew nothing about me or Savannah, but you knew she was cheating on me. You knew, which is why I'm betting you know how to make one. Oh, I can do it. But I warn you, it comes at a price. Listen, right now, I'll pay anything to get it. <laughs> What's so funny? You know who I am? You know how much I'm worth? Money's no object. Now, come on, what are we talking about? That's not what I mean. What I speak of is a price that no coin can cover. And rest assured, if you follow this path, you will pay it. You will. Oh, please. Enough with the dramatics. Just make it happen. How tall is she? Huh? Savannah Standish? How tall is she? And what would you say is her approximate weight? She's... Five foot nine, around 140 pounds. Bring me all the current photographs you have of Savannah tomorrow. And I mean anything and everything from your cell phone, your computer, your iPad. This needs to be exact. From there, it will take me two days to come to statue. So Thursday it'll be ready. Come to the shop Thursday night. Let me guess. Midnight? Uh, actually, I was thinking seven-ish. Midnight, I'm watching Stephen Colbert. Uh, uh -huh. So Standish brings the shopkeeper every photo he has. And after a nerve-wracking couple of days, he returns to the shop and watches as the strange woman begins her ritual chanting incantations and dancing before the voodoo doll. The shopkeeper becomes more and more frenzied. Standish becomes more and more enraptured. His clothes wet from perspiration, his mind racing until finally...
Lord Savannah, Mr. Standish. Remember, whatever happens to this statue, so shall it also happen to the person whose likeness the doll is made. Careful. It looks just like her. Are you alright, Mr. Standish? I'm fine. I'll be fine. I mean, it was a lot to take in all. Where's mine? Your empty platelet tubes are in your coat pocket. You want me to call you an Uber? Uh, thank you. Rest up. It's been a long day. Yes, I'm feeling uh, much better. Yeah. And, and please tell Bob I appreciate him filling in for me today. He did good. Well, not that good. <laughs> yeah. See you tomorrow, bright and early. I can't believe this even happened. This thing couldn't possibly do what she said. Hey, sweetheart. Darling. Oh, how are you feeling? Much better. Must have been some bad clams last night at dinner. Where have you been? Oh, Chanel, Barney's, all the usual spots. Ooh, kiss time. <laughs> Anything happened while I was out? Actually, yes, this came. What a beautiful statue. I had it made specially just for you. The something interesting you've been looking for. Oh, oh don't touch it. Charles, what the? Just uh, don't touch it. Well, why don't you want me touching it? I mean, it's so perfect, like me. Darling, please, I would rather you not touch it. I, I shouldn't be touching it. It's, it's very delicate. Uh, well, of course, Charles. If it would make you happy, I promise not to go near it. You're not angry with little old me, are you, baby? Of course I'm not angry. Tell you what, I'll just put it in the cabinet. It'll be out of harm's way and in a place where everyone can see it. Mm, perfect. Oh, hang on one sec. Um, I have to make a quick call. You weren't planning on going out tonight, were you? No, dear. Good. But she is, isn't she, Charlie? That's why you've just got to hear what she has to say. Fine. He opens the china cabinet, pulls a needle from his pocket, and with one scratch to the statue's arm. <laughs> Savannah, honey, what's the matter? Charles, do something. Call 911, I just cut my damn arm open with a damn knife. Oh my god. Cut yourself? <laughs> Stupid! Can't you see I'm bleeding? Oh, yeah, yeah. Call nine one one.
No. She doesn't meet up with Jack that night. And after a trip to the emergency room, Savannah sleeps peacefully upstairs, loaded on tranquilizers, while Charles stares at his perfect statue of Savannah. With this doll, I hold Savannah's life in my hands. I'm almost afraid of it. Almost. Yes, he dislikes hurting her. But humiliation is quite a motivator, isn't it? If that was the only way to keep her, and keep her away from Jack, then so be it. Like that night, three weeks later. What? Wait, where are, you, where are you going? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to tell you. I'm going out to dinner with Sarah Jane, and I'm already running late. Sarah Jane, huh? I'm knowing her will be up late, so don't wait up for me. There's dinner in the fridge. No problem. Have fun. Oh, believe me. <laughs> yeah, not if I have anything to say about it. Jack, is it? Jack, this is the old Charles, son of a bitch Savannah's right married to. Just wanted to let you know she won't be Charles. seeing you tonight, okay? Adios. Is, Charles, what what the hell are you doing? Cut the bull, Savannah. What are you talking about? You are I so... I know what's been going on. What? I said I know what's been going on. Uh, honey, I don't know what... Jack's a friend, that's all. I mean, I can have friends who are guys, right? I <laughs> got Savannah. What do you think I am, an idiot? You really want an answer to that? How long? Long enough. So what are you gonna do? I should throw you out on your ass, but I won't. Oh, you won't! I will give you another chance, conditionally. You... what? You loved me once, you can do it again. So I'm giving you another chance. If you admit that what you did was wrong and you promise never to do it again... You... you... Arrogant, chauvinistic, loved you? What, you? Like you loved me, your trophy wife? Damn it, I told you over and oh, over. You sure, are not I just a make trophy you look wife. Great in all the society pages, and then as soon as you get home, you you shove me aside. That is not oh, true don't at you all. You touch me, Savannah. Stop it. I'll 
Tell you what I do love, though, and that's your money. Money I'm never gonna get, because I was stupid enough to sign that damn prenup. You, you parasite. Oh, you are a narcissistic ass. Excuse me? I'm a what? God, you have no idea how long I've been waiting to say that to you. You are a narcissistic ass. Narcissistic? My goodness, that's a big word for you. Jack teach you that, you stupid cow. I hate you. I hate you. Come on, you could do worse than that. Oh, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. You know what, bud? Go to it. See if I care. Fine. Fine. Oh, narcissistic ass. Get out. Get out of here now. Oh, you know what? Oh, you got it. I'm not spending another minute with you. Keep your damn penthouse and keep your damn money and keep your damn trophy. No, no, wait, not that. This means so much to you, does it? Well, into the fire it goes, baby. Ah, uh, uh, no. Ah. Uh. And some tragic news to report this morning. Famed Boston broadcaster and the co-host of Stock TV's longtime morning show, Charles Standish, has died at the age of 59. Standish was killed in a house fire that also took the life of his wife, Savannah. Firefighters say the blaze broke out in the couple's two-story penthouse sometime after 7 p.m. And both died from their burns. Although they can't say as to whether or not smoke inhalation played a part in the couple's demise. The cause of the fire is unknown at this time. Standish began his broadcasting career 36 years ago. Good morning. Hope you find something interesting. Such a smashing climax, wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Savannah was such a hothead, though in the end, Charlie finally melted her cold heart. Too bad it took so much soul-searing. <laughs> Film at 11. <laughs>
Let's just dispense with the formalities, okay? You're all warmed up and ready for more? When the following story was originally reported by field agents H. Harrison and W. Wood, a great deal of detail had been redacted. Now, through a fleedom of Information Act filing, I am itching, scratching, just drooling to present to you the danger when terror strikes in the form of a werewolf. Know, dear listeners, that we are sitting in on a CIA conference somewhere deep in the heart of Virginia. And before this is all over, somebody's going to be D.O.A. <laughs> but this time around, I'm going to let someone else tell this tale. A voice over 60 years old, which you'll hear very shortly. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming out here so late. Please take a seat. What do you got there, Mulder? Grateful Dead at the Fillmore 66? <laughs> oh my god, I haven't seen a reel-to-reel machine in years. I've never seen one, period. Really? Seriously, sir, what storage room did you drag that out of? All right, just sit down, please. I, I'm sorry, why are we meeting out here? Yeah, because old hippie records don't go over well at headquarters. Because <laughs> what you're about to listen to has never been digitized, and this is where we go to play it. I'll explain the why of it all later. Suffice it to say, this is all off the record. Did we ever do anything on the record? Cool it! <laughs> All right. In April of 1953, director Alan Dulles, in an effort to catch up with the alleged brainwashing techniques and capabilities perpetrated by communists on U.S. prisoners of war, authorized what we now know as MKUltra. Unauthorized experiments with LSD-25, BZ, etc., as you know, what you don't know is that one of the experiments carried out was carried out in Romania, albeit under controlled circumstances, which got out of control rather quickly. Romania? The reasons for the location are redacted and aren't important at this time. What is important is the result. I still don't understand. Cold War's back, and with it, Cold War tactics. Wait, well, I'm what? sorry. Wait, what Cold are you Just listen. Today is March 1st, 1956. Sorry. Today is March 1st, 1956. My name is Edna Farnham, and I am an assistant, or Girl Friday, as it's called, working within the auspices of the MK Ultra Division at the Central Intelligence Agency, also known as Project MK Ultra. The Carpathian Mountains attract vacationers from all over the world, and we were just a little group of climbers, trudging up the flank of the Craghorn. There was a local man from a little village in the southern part of Transylvania named Victor Zorak. There was a student enjoying his summer freedom from classes at Oxford, uh, Reginald, or Reggie, as he liked to be called, and his younger sister, Erica, in tow. Decent enough kids, I suppose. And then there was my husband, John, and me. We were on our honeymoon. Uh, finally, there was a Romanian named Jan Bodzla. He was our guide, uh, one of the foremost experts in the folklore. 
and avowed himself the premier werewolf hunter of his day. There it is, right up there, the lodge where we shall rest this night. Tomorrow we shall continue the climb to the top of the Cragwood. It's beautiful. You're beautiful. Shh. I'm hungry. You're always hungry. I'm thirsty. You're racing. You have enough stamina, huh? You're on. Oh, you'll pay for that. Still. <laughs> Youth. What's that, Mr. Zorak? Youth. Wasted energy just before they need it most. Oh, we shall have a good, nice rest, and it won't be matter at all for those two. You two keep this up. You'll trigger an avalanche. Don't listen to him, kids. He's just very serious, is all. Mr. Bodsla, Edna tells me you come from a family of... Werewolf hunters? It sounds outlandish, I know, but the idea of shapeshifters is as old as the world itself. Like Heon in Greek mythology, the wolf of Ansbach, all real. Boy, you really believe in your superstitions, don't you? Uh, traditions. All right, I'm game. Suppose I'm looking for a werewolf. What? There are unmistakable signs. The hair on the palms, the eyes, the eyebrows meet in the middle. <laughs> My mother-in-law's eyebrows meet in the middle. And the ring finger is the same length as the middle finger. Hey, wait. You just described Mr. Zorak. Yes, I did. Well, keep him away from my wife, and we'll be fine. <sighs> You'll see. Mr. Bodsla was our true believer. Oh, I'm studying languages, Mrs. Farnham. Plan to join the Foreign Service. Good for you. We should all serve our nations to the best of our abilities. <laughs> the patriotic thing to say. It's naturally. I have family in the military and in U.S. government. John, let's go, Slowpoke. What was the old chap getting on about, Mr. Farnham? Oh, nothing. Come on, you lot. We're going together, Mr. Zorak. Seriously, though, what is his problem? Rather intense, don't you think? It's family trees rife with legend and superstition. Oh. Werewolf hunters. He <laughs> <laughs> thinks Zorak's a werewolf. <laughs> Grand. Zorak's going to change into a wolf some night and tear us apart with his fangs. <laughs> you know, he's just pulling your chain, as you yanks say. Sure he is. A real-life werewolf and a real-life werewolf hunter. This trip keeps getting better and better. <laughs> and just to think, you wanted to go to Capri. <laughs> <laughs> My friend's family has owned this lodge for generations. They only come up here in the summer. I do love it up here. It's very homey, I'll give you that. Did you notice those strange carvings in the front door frame? Probably protection spells. Shh, I am warning you. <laughs> we have a hard climb ahead of us. I suggest we retire immediately. Oh, I'm with Mr. Zorak. The elevation has me terribly tired. Don't forget to drink lots of water, you two. Oh, we are. Oh, look at the fire shadows dancing on the wall. 
Never seen anything like it. Mm. If we leave early tomorrow, we best get some rest, you two. Mm. Come, John. Good night, all. Pleasant dreams. You too. Mm. They look like carnival characters in a parade. Well, time to go. Oh. <laughs> I'm suddenly feeling parched myself. Plenty of water in the room, dear. Who's wandering around at this hour? Edna? Edna, are you awake? Oh, no, 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 you, you sleep. Oh, I could use a stretch of the legs anyway. Think me an old fool, but I must take precautions. Silver crosses, one for each window and one for each of us to wear. Yeah, take them. I'll pass. Thank you, Mr. Farnham. It's all I can do to protect you and your wife. What's that? Oh, what's that smell? Is that? Mm, no, it's garlic in the kitchen. Permeates throughout. And ashes on the windowsills. Boy, they picked right when they picked you. You want to go on believing this medieval BS? You go right ahead. Me? I don't want to hear anymore. Good night. Some more water, for goodness sake. Go back to sleep. All right. Where's that pitcher? The night passed quietly into the dawn. John fell right back to sleep. The smiths slept on cots in front of the still roaring fireplace. I knew that Mr. Bosla stayed up all night maintaining it, standing guard. Because I'd seen him when I'd gone down to the kitchen that night. He was staring out a window with a cross in each hand. He didn't even turn his head to acknowledge me as I continued spiking the water with an experimental hallucinogen called LSD-27. Next morning, sunlight's reassurance found our strange, for lack of a better word, group, anxious to start out on the trail. We hiked up the west slope, up that imposing tower of stone, closer and closer to camp for the night, to the top, to my objective. I increased the doses, and I kept my eyes and ears open. It's true. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> All true. Let's not tell those silly stories, old man. Save them for home. Oh, don't mind him. He also used to look for monsters under the bed. Go on. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Have a little nip. 
Uh, oh, I don't know. You see Mum and Dad anywhere? We're on holiday. Live a little. <laughs> oh, all right. Go ahead, Mr. Bordsler. Uh, the time of the full moon, the werewolf stalks innocent victims for his own inhuman pleasures. Oh, he or she cannot return to human form unless there is a kill. <clears throat> well, you have nothing to worry about out there. My hmm? brother and I aren't that innocent. <laughs> oh, joke, if you will, but you've not seen what I have. <laughs> ah, it is time to make camp for the night. Must be the altitude, but I have the oddest headache. Pass the water, will you, hon? Perhaps you ought to retire early, Mr. Farnham, and sleep well. Look how his eyes shine. The moon is rising and his eyes turn red. It's the first sign. We must watch him carefully. His eyes? <clears throat> You're a god. <laughs> you certainly have an imagination. Thank you for the bedtime story. How unfortunate I won't be able to remember any of it tomorrow. <laughs> Youth. He sees the sign of the pentagram on her palm. She will be his first victim. Come on, old man. It's cold out here. Have another nip of this and slip into your sleeping bag. <sighs> I'm turning into... Oh, God, you haven't been drinking, have you? Just a nip of whiskey, no big deal. You too. For the cold. Problem? No. No problem. Yes. Big problem. Based on our research, this version of LSD was to hit its zenith later that night. But combined with alcohol, I had no idea what was going to happen. Nevertheless, I continued with the original plan. Victor Zorak is a werewolf. Oh, for God's sake, will you shut up with all the damn werewolf bullcrap? Edna! Footprints. Somebody went this way. We have to yeah, Reggie, we have to... Reggie, get your parker. Come on. Everyone spread out. Unless you each smuggle in a weapon, I've got the only firearm. You're no match for the werewolf. Fools. I warned you. Over here. I found her. Edna! How is she? Oh, she's been attacked! Oh, God, Edna! She's been attacked by an animal! It's not possible! There are no animals this far off! Oh, them. God, Edna! Don't touch her! He'll be back! The werewolf always returns! Bodzla, I swear to God! If you don't shut up about the... Stop! Look! Animal tracks! Wolf tracks? Up here? Oh, I tell you, it is a werewolf. Oh. It's heading upwards. This is the only way down. We haven't trapped. No. I'll kill it. I'll kill the damn thing. Reggie, don't. Oh. No. That's what he wants. Come back. Sorry, Mrs. Farnham. I tried to warn them. They all thought I was dead. They went to avenge me. 
The adrenaline rush triggered the delayed release of the LSD-27 in their bloodstreams, combined with the alcohol. I picked myself up and cleaned myself off. My objective attained. I was only supposed to observe the group's psychosis. The men climbed higher, followed by Reggie's sister. Are you mad? What do you want with me? We want you dead! Got him! No one touch him. Don't touch him. Is anyone hurt? Farnham Reggie. I've just got a scratch. You hit him just in time. Reggie? Mr. Farnham? Are you all right? Uh, he, he clawed both legs, but it, it's not bad. Oh, Reggie, you don't look good. No, I'm not feeling too good. Oh, me either. Oh, my heart is racing. In fact, I, I think I'm going to be sick. Oh, me too. No. Those who the werewolf bites or even scratches are contaminated. Nothing can save you from this hideous fate. The werewolf's victims become... The traumatic stress, the experimental LSD concentrate combined with alcohol. The subjects became highly disoriented. They thought they had become werewolves. It turns out it was possible to instigate and direct, no, choreograph a group hallucination. They killed Jan Bodzla and Erica too. Then they went back to camp washed their wounds and slaked their thirsts with more LSD-tainted water, I made my way to the extraction point and returned home. Suffice it to say, further experiments with LSD-27 were abandoned, as was LSD-27 itself. Okay, you will excuse me if I find this all more than a little hard to believe. Yeah. What happened to Edna Farnham? After she recorded her account, she resigned from the CIA. Then she returned to the Carpathian Mountains and apparently found Reginald Smythe and her husband living in the forest. She couldn't get them to believe that they weren't werewolves, or, for that matter, that she was Edna Farnham. Uh, she did get John Farnham to fall in love with her all over again but she could never get him to give up the mountains or Reginald Smythe. The psychological damage to that boy was... Wait, 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 wait. Hey, uh, how the hell would you know all that? There's another part to the story few people know about. Thought it was better told away from HQ, you know, the noise and all. MK Ultra officially ended in 73. But we all know better. Don't we? Sir, I don't know... What We're talking about plans to reinitiate the program. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How, how much do you know? Enough. Found out a few days ago. You, no, you didn't answer my question. How do you know what happened to the Farnums? There's one thing Edna didn't know until much later. Bodzla was right. Zorak really was a werewolf. <laughs> the Farnums had two kids, a boy and a girl. They swore revenge. Revenge against anyone involved with MK Ultra then or now. You can't be serious. There are many secrets we keep in that building. And there are secrets within secrets. 
Like the fact that we're... You didn't see that ending coming. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> but I heard it from a mile away. You know what they say. Information wants to be free. <laughs> I guess you just need a big enough vault to hold it all in. What? Nobody says that. Only I need a big enough vault? Goodness. There I go hallucinating again. <laughs> Be sure to come back next time when someone in the vault says, Steal my gold, will ya? I'll teach you. I'll teach you. But good, you filthy little beast. Until then, be sure to drink plenty of water. It's good for you. <laughs> Doctor of Horror was adapted by Lance Roger Axt from the story by Graham Ingalls and featured the voices of Lance Roger Axt, Peter Burkroft, Stephen J. Cohen, Matt Delamater, William Dufries, and Dalton Kimball. Island of Death was adapted by Butch D'Ambrosio from the story by Richard Connell and Harvey Kurtzman and featured the voices of William Dufries, Charlie Marenghi, Michael Rafkin, and Lisa Stathakis. And starring Kevin Grievous as the Vault Keeper. Recorded at Mind's Eye Productions, Maine, and Invisible Studios, Los Angeles. Sound design by David Chen and Carlos Rodriguez Sound, and O'Shea Creative Media. Original music by Frankie Schulmeyer. Special thanks to Claire Kramer, David Uslin, Michael Uslin, Liz Galati, and Robert Salter. EC Comics presents The Vault of Horror as a Pocket Universe podcast, directed by William Dufresne. Production copyright 2019 by William M. Gaines Agent Incorporated. All rights reserved. We're Pocket Plot on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. www.pocketuniverseproductions.com and www.eccomics.com.